Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Eno Benjamin, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with The Trash Man, episode 232 of the Roster Watch podcast. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Please, if you get the chance, give us a five star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It's what keeps us excited and motivated to keep these coming, and it also really helps if you want to support us. Otherwise, please look into a pro membership at rosterwatch.com where you'll get access to all of the best ball cheat sheets. Uh, the Dynasty Rookie Cheat Sheet will be up after the NFL draft comes to its conclusion. All of Trash Man and I's uh, 2020 rookie um, scouting profiles for the running back and wide receiver positions. A ton of those going up. We're going to talk in this episode about our evaluations of Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin. Sort of a... Uh, circuitous path I've taken on my evaluation with that guy dating back to his time in high school. We also, um, sort of the theme of this show, Trashman and I each put together a list of players that we think could get swindled slash, um, slash like cucked by the NFL draft for their jobs and for their oh, fantasy that's relevancy. Uh, Trashman, what the hell's going a, on, brother? Uh, not too much. Well, enjoying a, a sunny day. From the inside of my my house. How did, how does know. how long is your list of possible fantasy cucks? Um, it's about nine or ten people long. So it's a lot of cucking going on. Um, we have some other news that's just hitting today. Uh, let's see. Um, not really anything too big. I thought this was so funny about Philip Lindsay, about John Elway. Uh, Is it via, funny though? You you love him. How's it funny? Love Elway or Lindsay? Lindsay. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say I, I I don't I don't love John I love John Elway as a player when I was a tiny little kid. Certainly think he's a shit. I didn't GM. the way that he took down took out the took out now, the and Oilers and the sure. AFC Championship. Yeah, but that's nothing. I, I mean, you you definitely got to hate hate Frank Reich more, right? I don't really care about him as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean come yeah, on. that was. Uh, 
I've forgotten about this. I've forgotten about the. Uh, I've forgotten about the, the comeback. Playoff. Yeah, I for, I've forgotten about. No, I've forgotten about the uh, John Elway beating the Oilers in the playoffs. That may be something that could have repressed from my memory. And I'll say this: I said, or I, I said just now, he's a shitty GM. I don't think he's a shitty GM. I I think he's. I, I just I I I just. He's really skated by on the just egregious sins of his the name? past with what he's with what you know what he's done with. I mean Brock Osweiler, As a player? And, yeah, well, yeah, no, but I'm saying like the he's been a horrible quarterback evaluator. He, he's skated by on the fact that he was able to get Peyton Manning there and, and work that magic into one Super Bowl. But yeah, he's 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 living on his name there and. I got to give him credit. I think that there's probably he's been a better GM than we give him credit for. Just because, but it's just some of the high profile quarterback, you know, misses and how he, you know, he likes guys. He likes guys who look like him, who who, who remind him of him, which is just so cockamamie. But anyway, he said that uh, Philip Lindsay. So here's the quote: I've talked to Philip's agent, and we'll see what happens and what we can do later on. That's not a guarantee either way, but we'll see what we can do later on. <laughs> That's what <laughs> that's what he's saying about uh, Philip Lindsay, who's set to hit restricted free agency next season, and it sure doesn't seem. Uh, look, it looks like it looks like Elway's <laughs> interested in handling it later on. I guess. Hey, you have to. I mean, I get, later on could really be any time, really. Yeah, I mean, just kind of kick kick the can down the road. It's like we talked about last time, trash man. The the. The beat reporters in Denver that really like Philip Lindsay's a dude and stuff like that. I mean, they saw the writing on the wall here. Bringing in Melvin Gordon's going to be going to absolutely absolutely swindle him. Let's talk about guys that could get swindled by the NFL draft, though. Why don't Why don't you start with your first name? I'll bet we didn't go over them. Um, again, these are players who we think are vulnerable right now. Therefore, players that when we talk about for best ball or for dynasty, maybe we're being a little bit cautious regarding uh, because they're probably there's a good chance that they're vulnerable to a team drafting a player who comes in and is better. And this could happen to, I mean, I have a bunch of running backs on my list and a few wide receivers, but if we really are being serious trash, man, with the depth of this wide receiver class, there are going to be some wide receivers right now that feel like they're sitting in a number two or maybe a number three role. that just simply won't be by the time that this NFL draft concludes that that's how deep this group of receivers are. where We're going to be getting absolute, you know, day one contributors probably going into round four or round five even um, of this draft. What do you think? Who is who? Who is your first player who you think that could get uh, swindled, vaporized, et cetera? Well, that for me is going to be Tyrell Williams. I I, I made a, yeah I made a note like the Oakland wide receiver slash maybe <laughs> maybe even Hunter Renfro. Yeah, you know, I I just. I thought to let's hear your reasoning. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear why you know it's clear why. <laughs> because because he, I don't know that he's ever been good a, a one a number one wide receiver. Well, he was last year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was, I mean, I guess, and you I saw mean, how that went. I mean, I, I guess in name only. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. A number one in name only. Right. Um, uh, an. And in in N I N O Darren Darren Aninio Darren he's 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 a number one in Nemo a number one in name only Aninio Aninio yeah Darren Waller was the number one receiver last season sure well yeah yeah clearly 
Yeah, he's never been a number one. He was technically their number one last year, and that's what you get whenever you have a guy that's never meant to be a number one in your number one wide receiver chairs. You get Tyrell Williams 2019 with the Oakland Raiders. I definitely think he's going to be swindled. My only question is this. So the Raiders uh, the Raiders with their first pick, I believe it's at 12. I should have, I, I should have a draft order pulled up. I just I, I don't. I think it's at 12. Uh, let me just get that pulled up, NFL draft order. So whenever we, whenever we get that and we say it's like, all right, so let's, let me make sure 12, 12. Yeah, 12. Their biggest need is wide receiver. And, I mean, Mike Mayock even said at the Combine, you know, anybody that watched our team last year tell, will tell you that we need to get better wide receivers and we need to get better on defense, all right? Those are their two yeah. biggest needs. They need to get better on defense. They need wide receivers. With this pick at 12, uh, it's, if it's going to swindle Tyrell Williams or if it's going to swindle Hunter Renfro, we probably need to know who the, who the player is, right? Henry Ruggs would completely swindle Tyrell Williams. Jerry Judy. Absolutely. Um, what about Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, though? Do you, I mean, is Jerry – could Jerry Judy – I mean – it's just I they're going to play could. him outside. They're going to play him outside. Yeah. None of these, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, none of those guys who I think were probably the three that would be in play to go there to the Raiders, none of those guys are going to slip inside and play the same sort of slot role that Hunter Renfro does. I think CeeDee Lamb, there's a, there's, a, there's a possibility he could. Okay. So that could swindle Renfro. I think the fact of the matter is Tyrell Williams is just somebody who is just – very little zero interest in for me right now. I mean, I I'm wondering if like do you I'm seriously wondering trash do I, should I like Randall Cobb more than I like Tyrell Williams right now? And that's that, a, now that Cobb's down in Houston. I I I would in a PPR in a PPR format, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I'm actually going to make that change here for version 1.3. Of the cheat sheet, yeah. Still though, you don't like you don't like Sammy Watkins or do you like Sammy Watkins or Devin Funches? Now that Funches is in Green Bay, um, like him any better than 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 Tyrell? No. Okay. No, I I don't think more than Tyrell right now. My first and, player, and for 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 the reason being that I think that the Packers are probably going to bring in another receiver. Well, how about this, like. This isn't the exact order of mine, but it it's, it it segues right into it. I said Al, Alan Lazard is going to get fucked. Yeah, he was one of mine. Okay, because I mean that looked that was an unlikely story from last year. I get it. People like Alan Lazard. Um, I mean his size, his length is incredible. He was he wasn't good at his senior bowl, but interestingly, he was the guy that kept Hakeem Butler off the football field for basically his whole entire time at Iowa State. And that's why we said when we were doing our Hakeem Butler breakdowns last year, we said, you know, he looks good. This is good. Uh, yeah, but the NFL doesn't seem to really love him, and he can't beat out Alan Lazard. <laughs> you know, that was what we were saying, right? Uh, yeah, Alan Lazard's a guy like, you like to look at on the field. What? I said Alan Lazard's the kind of guy teams like to see out on the field. It's, uh, defenses? Or no like, offenses. <laughs> I mean, he's just—he's just this. 
prototypical. Yeah, I mean, not even pro. I mean, he's he he kind of is outside the prototype of a, of, a, of most wide receivers. He's, he's enormous. Yeah, he's big and tall. You you wonder can I mean is would he kind of be like a because they're going to be drafting their uh, Green Bay is going to be drafting a wide receiver and maybe drafting a wide receiver early, right? It's like if you just if you look at their pick, we'll see the Packers. Jesus Christ, I forgot the Packers were thirteen and three last year. It's one of their biggest needs on the whole entire team. They're in, they're in need of tight end as well after they shipped off uh, after they shipped off Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, but like, I, there's not a tight. I don't think there's a tight end in this class that's going to go in the that they that. Nobody should be sniffing around tight ends at the end of round one, not given this tight end class. I think it's a little bit deeper and better of a class than it's give, being given credit for, but it's, it's, it's not one that's top-heavy in the least bit. There's not even really one superstar among the group. So, you know, they need help on the offensive line. And it usually takes line, a couple of years for those guys need, to show up. They need a wide receiver. This is, this is where I think Justin Jefferson or one of these guys comes off the board. And to me – that would swindle Alan Lazard because I think Justin Jefferson or somebody like that would come in and be um, just be absolute kryptonite to him. I think it would be the Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson show. Like they wouldn't even like Geronimo Allison now gone now with Detroit Lion. What do you think of that? Do you think what I think of him being in Detroit or, or leaving the Packers? Yeah, I mean, I mean, do, I mean, is he worth a shit in Detroit? I don't think he is. I, you know, I was looking over the Lions receiving core and thinking about whether they would, you know, benefit from adding another receiver. And it just seems like there's really not much behind Marvin Jones. And, and you know, and he had his issues last season. So maybe they do. Maybe they have somebody in Benjamin who they can. I mean, just, but they already have just, guys. They already have just, guys they can throw it up to. But, but you're but you're just assuming people know like already know about Galladay, right? So you're saying Galladay right. and then and then Marvin Jones and then yeah, I mean yeah, it's like what is it, Danny Amendola? Yeah, I feel Allison. like I feel like they need some speed if they go for a receiver, or they need somebody's a little bit more of a jitterbug, somebody who can move. Who would you rather have go to the Packers? Would you rather have? Um, Justin Jefferson, or what about Denzel Mims? Oh, I love Mims as a pack. <laughs> I know you would. I think that would be pretty sick too. I was talking earlier with, um, I was talking earlier with uh, Dan Bach from Roto Grinders. I hopped on and did the Morning Grind podcast with him, and he was talking. We were talking about like different draft pops, draft props, and stuff. The over under right now for wide receivers taken in the first round is five and a half with heavy juice on the over. And it just feels like it feels like green Bay is one of those teams. And it feels like Denzel Mims is probably one of those wide receivers because, you know, CD lamb, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, and then what Jalen Rager, probably. Um, other than that, I mean, it's gotta be Denzel Mims, Justin Jefferson, maybe T Higgins. Right. I don't know. I could I could see somebody maybe going for a, a Chase Claypool. I uh, well, and that's the one dark horse I sort of brought up on that podcast. Is that could could a Chase Claypool maybe be interesting to somebody just because of how maybe somebody thinks he can be a matchup nightmare just because that's size speed combo is six four is, and a quarter two thirty eight four four two speed and he's a ninety eighth percentile athlete at the combine. That's 
pretty pretty appetizing. You know, that's pretty appealing. Despite I do have it wrong about Chase Claypool at every step of the way. I liked him coming into the Senior Bowl. He stunk at the Senior Bowl. If you would have told me the Senior Bowl he's going to run a four four two, I'd have told you to go fucking jump off a bridge. You know. Then he comes in like so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, he's a prospect who um, fascinated to see how the NFL views views that guy. But anyway, so yeah, we Alan Lazard was the one who I brought up. Who is your next player who could be uh, who could who could be getting swindled here? I actually said Todd Gurley. But you think that they're going to draft a running back, Atlanta? I was just. I was just looking at the depth there. I was looking at who's behind him. Well, it's, it's just Edo Smith, Quadri Allison, and Brian Hill, right? Who Dimitrov yeah. says that he acts. Dimitrov says that he likes little pieces of each of their game. Whenever, right. he, whenever I, just, I talk to him, I just combine. well, I just couldn't see a complete running back there. And I feel like Todd Gurley, with his injury history, I feel like they have to want to at least get some insurance there. I just I feel like I feel like Dan Quinn and Dimitrov they have to win this year or else they're getting canned and fired. They have to prove that last year was that the beginning of last year was the exception, not the rule, and at the end of last year when that team actually started playing, you know, not playing like a team that had given up on the season and their coaching staff. Yeah, they need to like they need to get back to that. And I think what they're going to do is I just think they're like man. Todd Gurley, we can get him set. I think we have, we have him projected for like 17 and a half touches per game. I think if you're getting Todd Gurley 17 and a half touches per game, you don't really need that much from the other guys. And I'm not really sure on a one-year deal that they're going to be too concerned about wearing this dude out. Like, we got to save our jobs. We got to run Gurley. We got Gurley back here in Georgia. Man, we're going to run him. I don't think that they're going to draft a running back. I just. You think that. But even, I mean, if, if Gurley gets injured. Which is well, you know then we'll, have, we had, then we'll be in a better position than we were last year because at least Edo Smith will be healthy this time. It won't be just Brian Hill and Quadre Allison. Yeah, I mean, well, it was that was one of my more tenuous ones. Um, one that I think isn't quite as tenuous is uh, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, he's 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 getting he, he's getting he's getting cucked ten times from Tuesday. I can't believe I can't believe. That he's like look, he's getting drafted in the seventh round right now. Just crazy, it's crazy to me. They're definitely. I think the Rams are the Rams are almost assuredly going to be drafting a running back. Now it, it's when they draft one that is you know you, you you and I have talked about it before. You know what if they could take what if they I don't have all their picks pulled up. I I think they have a second round pick. What if they could take Jonathan Taylor in the second round or something? It would absolutely it would it would be like a nuclear vaporization to. Any running back on that roster, John Kelly, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, it's like see all you idiots later. You think Jonathan Taylor will last that long? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, th- I think he'll get taken. In the- I think I'm coming to the, coming to the realization he's probably going to get taken in the second round. I'm not sure we're going to – like do you th- – how, how many running backs do you think go first round, Trash Man? I was talking about this with Dan Bach earlier too. The props you can find on it are, are just .5 is the over-under – Really? So pe- people think it'll be one, and if it's going to be one, it f- sure feels like the NFL types like DeAndre Swift a little bit better than right. they like Jonathan Taylor. Um, I don't feel that same way personally, but sometimes you've got to listen to what the big NFL media types say because they talk with so many scouts and so many teams and stuff. feels like DeAndre Swift 
among those types of dudes is a little bit of a consensus number one. Um, we've laid out here why you know you and I both feel like that should that should probably be probably be Jonathan Taylor, but I just look the, the, when you just. I've also started to try to, you know, dicking around with some mock drafts and doing some stuff. It's just, it's, it's, it's not easy to squeeze in running backs this year. Really? I mean, well, I didn't think that many running backs would go in the, but I did think that there would probably be two. Hey, he could. I just think it's a surprise. And I, I think, I think we're always, we always get surprised. And if you do think it's two, you ought to go take the over on that, on, on, on that point five. you know, it's probably, yeah. probably pretty good value there for you. Um, I, I also had him. I also had. Uh, I had Daryl Henderson written down myself. Do you think, like, just staying staying there in L.A., a couple of guys, not on the same, uh, not on the Rams, but on the Chargers. Do you think Tyrod Taylor can get swindled? And do you think that, um, kind of a sneakier one, but could Justin Jackson get swindled out of his sort of? early down maybe role or that one B role, the Austin Eckler sort of one A slash satellite back plus you have that guy in Eckler where it's like, maybe if the true more traditional running back comes in, Eckler lines up in the slot or you line up in a two running back set where he regular like runs a wheel route or goes out on a little slip screen or something like that. But he's still the one A because he's in there as the starter and the, and the main, you know, featured back. But not utilized in a in a true you know workhorse role, but utilized in a committee role where he's the much more valuable piece. He's the pass catcher and also the one A that gets more snaps. But that does leave a little bit of you know leaves a little bit of meat on the bone for a, a kind of a Latavius Murray ish committee mate in the backfield that would appear right now to be Justin Jackson. I think he could get. I, I think he could get swindled. I think they could bring in a different running back and, and, and make him the platoon partner of Austin Eckler. I definitely think so. I'd forgotten that when we talked about him the other day. I'd forgotten that he was that he that he that he was on the roster. I'm being I'm being a trash man. Keeping on bringing up this shitty player like Justin Jackson. But I just <laughs> it feels like it feels like there's some value to be had there. But you're like, but but then you think about it, it's like are they, are, are they really not gonna. You know, are they really not going to draft another running back after I mean, they let well, Gordon go? What other pieces on offense do they really? I mean, besides quarterback, which I think Tyrod Taylor could be replaced. I mean, I've I've heard they're looking for a tight end too, but you know, like you said, there 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 isn't a whole lot of talent talent at least at the you know the the top of the drafts there I for mean, tight end. Yeah, the, the, these guys need to draft. They need to draft the offensive line. And why would they – I mean, I, do, you, do you think Hunter Henry's there long term? Just because, what, they have a – they franchised him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was a little bit – I was a little bit uh, confused when I read that. But, I mean, but, I mean – They, they and could need also one because always, here's the thing. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both going to be free agents in 2021. So if yeah. you're going to pay both those guys, it's going to be fucking hard to pay Hunter Henry. Right, especially yeah. if he gets through a season healthy and has a kind of big season, and then I mean they know better than anybody how frustrating it's been with him and the and the constant injuries. You're, you're, you're going to be buying a guy at the absolute peak of his price, 
in, in, in the one year that's been the aberration as far, and this is assuming he does get through the year healthy, the one year that's been and the, the aberration as far as his health. Yeah, I think that Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both going to be bigger, um, uh, more important sort of more important sort of things to take care of. So maybe they could they could look tight end, but I just I think they're all the props right now. It's looking like basically everybody thinks the Lions are going to trade down from three. That's got to be because of a team like the Dolphins at five or the Chargers at six are going to be moving up to get a quarterback. So I do think that uh, I do think that you know whether it's Tua Tungabailoa, whether it's Justin Herbert, I think that one of those teams is going to move up to three to get him, and I think it could be the Chargers, and I think it could swindle a bunch of Tyrod Taylor best ball shares that we have, unless the plan is just to look come in. If it is Tua, it could make sense to say, look, we're going to give Tua basically a redshirt year, make sure that hip's okay, yeah. and Tyrod's the perfect sort of bridge stopgap. So. Maybe that's a reason why he might not get swindled for redraft. And then, for, look, for, 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 for Dynasty, if you have him, outside of Superflex Leagues, the only reason that you have him is to, is to maybe, as a flyer, to use him next year. But it wasn't like, if you were counting on that, I think you have bigger problems. <laughs> that's true. Um, anybody else? I mean, we've been over, so we've talked about Alan Lazard. We've talked about Tyrod Taylor, Justin Justin Jackson, I, I you mentioned I said, um, I, Tyrell. I you said um, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, David Johnson. You think that after they traded away DeAndre Hopkins to get this dude, he's he's in any trouble of losing any snap share? I I mean, do you believe in David Johnson as a starting running back at this point? No, but I'm not Bill O'Brien. Thank God. I mean, they have, but I feel like they have to at least have some foresight into thinking, hey, let's bring another, let's bring a, a rookie in here to see, you know, for our, for, for our future, I, I guess, immediate and, you know. But that's not going to swindle him next year. It's not going to swindle him next year unless he gets hurt. And I well, that's and that's part of the part of the part of the plan too. I feel like David I'm Johnson talking, is dude, li- I'm talking about liability. Guys, I'm talking about guys. I think who he's are a liability this swindled. year. I think guys he's a liability sw- this year. Well, I I understand, but I don't think I don't think that Bill O'Brien's going to go into the draft saying I want to pick David Johnson's replacement that I can put David Johnson on the bench for. You know. He yeah, could get swindled. That. He could I, he he could get hurt. I just I don't I don't think that his fantasy value is. I don't think that the Texans are going to take the type of runner that is going to impact David Johnson's fantasy value because I feel like the perception among fantasy players and the perception among people who analyze the sport is going to be look they 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 didn't trade away DeAndre Hopkins to get David Johnson for no reason. They're gonna they're gonna play the guy. Now I understand, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, they did get what, a second round pick and they also got got rid of DeAndre Hopkins salary, right? And his contract, which is gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna want twenty twenty million bucks. I like I don't even know what he's gonna want. So they got all that out of their hair, and they also got the kind of interpersonal stuff with Bill O'Brien out of you know, Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins apparently DeAndre Hopkins says it's water under the bridge and that the Michael Irvin reports were kind of cockamamie, but I mean, he didn't, he kind of didn't deny that he kind of didn't deny it. You know, he's, he's always been a straight talker. Yeah. And Bill, and Bill O'Brien has always been a, been an asshole. 
So it's like <laughs> um, that's true. But, well, what about these? I think um, basically the entire Jaguars receiving core beside, behind DJ Chark. I was thinking about that, and I think it makes a ton of sense. I don't trust any of, any of those assholes any farther than I can throw them. And I and I could probably throw D.D. Westbrook a, a, a decent <laughs> <laughs> a few decent yards. I I agree. Um, what do you think about Byron's pet project to get Jameis Winston down to Jacksonville? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. A lot of people, I mean, in, a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars fans on Twitter hate it. <laughs> hate it? I mean, well, the thing hate is, it. you got a running back like Leonard Fournette. You're not going to have to throw the ball quite as much. And then you got somebody like DJ Chark who can bring it in. I mean, like, I don't hate it. I mean, I think I think I think I think it would make Jacksonville football a lot more exciting to me. Yeah, I yeah, it's, man, it's like if you're Dave Caldwell, you know, and you're trying to keep your job. I think the one thing you do in a must-win year is not bring in Jameis. He's going to lose you football games single-handedly. It's just. I mean, I mean, but the thing is, but the thing is, they threw the ball so much. I think in part because they didn't really have a running game. Yeah, well, and yeah, I, well how, how about this? Speaking of that, Ronald Jones has to be a prime candidate to get swindled, right? <laughs> I, you would think so. He is the candidate to get swindled. You he would think the, so, but he is I don't the, know. He is the picture on a Wheaties box. In the very top, instead of Wheaties, it says, it says cuckold. And it has a picture of Ronald Jones. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never seen the, the cuckold flavor Wheaties, Wheaties box it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a bitter cereal to swallow I think trash man I think it's a tough one yeah I can imagine it would be but um, yeah yeah Ronald Jones and then I think that I think Dante Pettis cucked cucked and then cucked I mean I I think that the 49ers there's been all the talk about them wanting to bring in uh you know draft a difference making sort of wide receiver they um, they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. I think that Dante Pettis is the one who's going to who's going to feel the brunt of that. Assuming that Jalen Hurd is healthy and he's back from the back, and we know that backs can be uh, tricky sometimes. But I think it's Jalen Hurd. I think it's Debo Samuel. I think they are going to uh, draft a wide receiver there that's going to leave Dante Pettis out in the cold. And my only other one is Damian Williams. How how sure are you? that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to draft a runner in this class. Hey, Damian Williams was one of my others too. So how, how, how sure are you that, that, that they're going to draft a runner in this class? I'd say, I'm, I'd say, it's, I'd say it's about a, a, a 65 70% chance. Yeah. It's about, it's, I, I think that it's, it's definitely better than 50-50. And when that does occur... Trash man, I hate to tell you, but Damian Williams is not a special player, and some of these running backs in this class are special players. Do you have any? Do you do you have any hope for Damian Williams if the running back selection for these guys is anybody in the DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, maybe even Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Cam Akers range? I mean, you you kind of have to just because there were I mean there were arguably there was arguably a better running back or at least two of them on the roster last season and Williams still ended up I guess being <laughs> the closest thing considered closest thing to 
to to a workhorse there. Hold on, there was arguably a better running back than those guys on the roster last year. Who? No, no, than Damian Williams. One player who you might think is better than Damian Williams, trash man. You seem to like him a lot in your write up. Eno Benjamin, the running back out of Arizona State, somebody who you know, at least you know, for me, I've I've kept my eye on pretty closely. He's a, he's a Texas high school football player, a five foot eight and seven eighths inches, uh, weighed two hundred and seven at the combine, which was a big a big difference from the 195 he showed up weighing at the senior bowl. And the reason why it was so weird to see him at 195 at the senior bowl and have him come in looking so little is because he plays with this freewheeling sort of, you know, no abandon to his game. Like ever since high school, I used to call him the human pinball machine, just the way he would bat, the way he just kind of bounces off people and just like, like, and he pirouettes into these spin moves and these jukes. And like you talk about, man, just kind of cut on a dime sort of player that just has this lateral agility that's like, whoa, whoa. And, you know, you don't see the long speed, but you just see the quickness and the short area burst. And it showed with the fact that, you know, he, he only ran a 4.57 in the 40-yard dash, but is still a 73rd percentile athlete at the running back position. Um, reminded me a ton in my initial evaluation of Devontae Freeman and, and Trey Mason. Um, as I read over your, the start of your scouting profile that I had contributed to, I really liked your comp to, to, uh, to Devin Singletary. I hadn't thought about that one before, but a slower straight line speed guy with that LaShawn McCoy-like ability to, to really cut on a dime. Um, he was product. He was super productive for his college football team in 2019, and that was much less productive than he even was in 2018 as a um, as a redshirt sophomore, I believe. So he he was a redshirt junior when he came out, but he did have four years of college. He did graduate. Uh, 57% of his team's rushes uh, last season. 18% of his team's receptions. He caught 42 balls last year. 14 responsible for 1,430 total yards and 12 total touchdowns. That was 29 and 35% respectively of the team's market share. What do you have on Eno Benjamin? Like you said, he's one of these guys. His balance through contact for me is his biggest advantage there as a running back. He's Like you said, he's just like a pinball running through there. He's got great lateral agility excellent footwork and like he's got that stop and start that you you, you really want out of a player who, who's gonna have to improvise um a, you know at times being he's a small I guess oh I, he's not as small as we thought he was going to be but you know shorter than five nine um just above 200 pounds and but, with, uh, but, but that's Devonte Freeman size. It's De- that's Devin Singletary size. I think it's good. And we would, cons- we would we would consider them small backs, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But that's always sort of been the Mason Dixon line, right around two hundred five. The Devonte yeah. Freeman line. That's sort of what it's been. But those play- But those players actually don't always do well in the NFL. Right on. Right on that Mason Dixon line. No, no, they don't. For I mean. For every Devontae Freeman, there's a like a Trey Mason. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it, like that's true. But I think with his lateral agility and with his ability, you know, to to be, to be quick in short spaces, I think he kind of mitigates some of the issues you might have with him size wise. 
And with all the receptions, he's got pretty small hands. Yeah. Yeah. What, so the eight fact and, that eight and something, eight and five eighths. Yeah. Eight and small. five eighths inches. A lot of these guys have small hands this year. It's crazy. Yeah, but considering how small his hands are, he's actually got really soft hands. He's got really reliable hands. And he's actually – one thing that I thought was interesting, he only had one fumble in 2018, but in 2019 he had six fumbles. And um, that is weird. That's too many fumbles. That's a fumble every other game last year. I didn't know that. But he did he did lose his quarterback in 2019, and he lost a lot of his offensive line players. So I I think I think at least some of that was due to the fact that you know he just wasn't getting the lanes that he was getting in 2018. But then again, you'd expect with a player who can improvise like he does, he doesn't necessarily need need the blocks all the time. So that was that's something that's a little bit of a concern for me. Going forward with Benjamin. Does he have potential to be a three-down back in the NFL? I think so. Do you think he's the type of back that can come in and swindle a Ronald Jones or a Damian Williams? I, I actually think he would be a really good fit in Kansas City. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 